Hello and welcome to another episode of A Grass Half Empty. I'm your host, as always, Jasmine Sohail. And with me today, I've got uh, my NFL and football co-host, uh, Ed King. How are you, Ed? Good, good. Nice little drive, mate. Ten hours down from Fort William to go into lockdown. You can't start with that, Jasmine. I'm not supposed <laughs> to be down here. So you're going to have to start again. What? Why? No, I'm just joking. Uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, uh, wasn't great. And uh, I've also got two good mates of mine, uh, Christopher Browning. How are you, Chris? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Very, very weird calling you Chris, actually. And yeah, uh, nice. also, uh, Mark Seal, uh, our Scottish football resident. How are you, mate? Good, yes. How are you? <laughs> very good. So, uh, the way that this podcast is just looking at football, so we're going to chat in general about the Premier League, then uh, go into. Scotland finally getting into a major tournament for the first time in our lifetimes, and uh, and then we'll have a few interesting debate questions later on. Um, so just just to start, just kick us off, uh, Bruni, why what's impressed you, and what's disappointed you in the Premier League? And don't try and talk about Arsenal because we'll chat about that later. So yeah. <laughs> I don't really want to talk that much about Arsenal to be honest because they have been <laughs> embarrassing but yeah in terms of like I mean, a few teams have actually really impressed me so far this season um, Leicester uh, now that they're actually fully fit and they've got all their players back could they genuinely be title contenders because I mean they're only four points off Liverpool at the moment um, so yeah I think they're, they've been probably the sort of most impressive team that I've seen so far this season I thought you jumped all over your Villa Worldies mate like, uh, well, they're, uh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're in my list as well. They're, they're, they've been good. I mean, they've taken big big uh, leaps and bounds from last season. Um, obviously, they were in a relegation battle. I mean, what are they in the league now? Top 10? Yeah, I think they've, they've got a couple of games in hand. I think if they win them, they end up quite far, like in the top four for sure, I think. Yeah, um, and obviously... For, yeah, for context, Bruni, about a few years ago, was on this Aston Villa were unbelievable. <laughs> what was it? Jordan Amavi was the best left back uh, the Premier League ever seen, and and they, and they got relegated that year. So that um, was Jordan. He was he was one of them. He was one of them. So it wasn't all that wasn't all bad. Um, Mark, what about you? I know you obviously aren't that big on the Prem these days. You're like the most patriotic Scottish fan going. Um, ah, you you've read my mind. I was gonna say yeah. you say in Premiership and not talk about the SPL is blasphemy in my opinion. What I would yeah. what uh, yeah, I'd give you a wee hot bot from the Premier League in Scotland and now just Livingston. <laughs> Seven wins from eight, David Martindale. He might be just out of the jail, but he is killing it in a better sense than he used to. Um <laughs> But for your English Premier League, I'm liking uh, Southampton this season. Uh, Southampton. Yeah. What a team. Just Danny Ings, Shea Adams. Any country that out? I know you're a massive Portsmouth fan, so you must be loving Southampton being good this season. Uh, and they're making T-shirts because they were top of the league for, for a day or something. <laughs> they an extra game than everybody else. So. <laughs> but, but no, no fair, fair play. They've, uh, they've, been, they've been pretty good this year. That's all I'll say on it. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I think that's disappointed you, boys. So for me personally, like, I was quite disappointed by the like Chelsea signing, for instance. Like, there's a lot of hype with. Um, I love Havertz, but he's been yeah. awful. Havertz yeah. and Werner coming in, and you were like, "Oh, these guys were class last year." The Bundesliga, Bundesliga is no joke. Like, it's a pretty decent league, and I mean, Havertz just—he actually looks like a donkey. Like, you watch him. Yeah, play. best best player I've seen in the Ibrox in the last couple of seasons by far, and then done nothing. <laughs> yeah, Havertz done nothing in England. And Werner can't hit a barn door for it seems, which is quite funny. Thank you. Saying that, saying that to Gregor, our mutual friend today, that I think Werner will be one of the ones that a couple of seasons in England, decent goal scorer, and then he'll be off. He'll not stay. He's good, but doesn't suit him here. I mean, you say that, but he's he's playing left wing, can't get a striking role ahead of Donkey Tammy Abraham. So see, think... you mentioned striker, you mentioned Donkey, and I want to talk about Ollie McBurney. <laughs> well, he he is uh, he, he what a worldy, oh, but just just we'll, not being no, suited by Sheffield I, I want to talk about Ollie McBurney when we talk about Scotland because <laughs> he honestly is at, he's so bad. Worldy, you, I love him. Worldy, he's a big Jack. He's a big he loves loves the Rangers, loves the Swansea, <laughs> <laughs> loves the Stone Island bucket hat. <laughs> well, um, that's all you need. You don't need to be able to play football. That's everything that you need in a man. Uh, uh, Eddie, anything that disappointed you? 
anything that you've uh, you watched a premiership and gone, ooh, not not a fan of that. Sheffield United have been pretty disappointing. They're two points now, so uh, they could definitely be in that that ballpark. I tell you, the overall, the overall season's been a wee bit disappointing. Um, it's been good that, that everybody's competitive towards the top, but you know, there's nobody jumping out. All the big, all the big boys have been pretty disappointing. Um, uh, you know, Liverpool probably coming on a wee bit now, but City have been massively disappointing. Like watching City versus Liverpool, uh, City versus United the other day, nil nil. They looked uh, it was painful, painful watching. So I'd say on the whole, uh, the big boys have been pretty disappointing. Oh, I'll yeah. come to that later on. I think. No, that is true. Actually, the the big teams for some reason, I mean, I can't even call Arsenal a big team anymore. Uh, I've been just absolutely like they're just not. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just the the lesser teams have come up a wee bit. What do you boys think, or the the big teams have come down a bit? Level is it a bit of both? Mostly down, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Would agree. Yeah, definitely. The bigger teams have been a lot worse this year than. than Even even look at England teams as much as you know. I don't like English football that much. Like the last like. What ten twenty years? They always have like at least two, one two English teams like Champions League semi final, and then what last two three years it's been. One or two years well, ago, yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool, yeah, Spurs yeah, were the yeah, final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then don't, don't <laughs> put the Tottenham one. They were lucky. Like the Tottenham one, like Liverpool give it again. Mm. But like compared to what used to be, remember it used to oh, always be Chelsea, yeah, yeah. Liverpool, Man U. It <laughs> <laughs> was that semi-final. I'm pretty sure was it. There's a four English teams or something, or like a quarter final. Three. Remember the three, three, I think it was three. Yeah, uh, maybe four. twice. I don't know if it was twice, but uh, yeah, I, d- I don't know what it is with the big teams. Uh, Even apart from Bayern Munich and talking about Europe in general, the the big teams are shit. Like yeah. Bayern Munich, uh, Barcelona, shit. Real Madrid, Juventus. shit. Juventus, shit. Juventus, shit. <laughs> That's like, they're, they're, all, they're all pretty. One Atlanta. Even PSG aren't aren't strolling the league like they usually do. Yeah, I think Leon and, and Leo are definitely up there. I think that was a good like it was a fun four weeks at the start of the season. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no, you're right. Now they're actually not top. Actually not top. Yeah, I thought they were. Not top. Um, not point, but we know how that'll end. Yeah, <laughs> it's closer. It's closer than it has been. Yeah, totally. we'll definitely talk about that league later as well when. Because uh, my boy Unai Emery is there, so when the Arteta chat starts, oh, we can have a wee, yeah. we, we can have a wee look at that. Um, so uh, yeah, I was joining, That was a good little review of like the you know, Premier League. But um, let's talk about the the hot topic that happened a few a few a month ago now. Uh, Scotland finally making it into their first uh, competitive tournament after 22 years, I think. Yeah, 98 was the last time they were in there. Uh, we're all 25, 26, so we don't really remember it. Um, the thing I want to talk about mostly is like the group they've been is quite hard. Obviously, you've got English, Croatia, and Czech Republic. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, which is, I mean, quite a challenging. And I'll go. I'll go to Mark and, uh, to, to start with. What chance do you have Scotland to get? I mean, is there a chance they could get out of that group? And is there a chance to get a point out of that group? Two quite. I think. Yeah, the group. I think because of the way the Euros is formatted, what well, one win? Like was it Wales last time? One win and went through. You just need to be a bit of luck. They'll get thumped in the other two games. One win can get you through, and uh, as long as one of you know, as long as one of Czech Republic or Scotland goes through, I'll be quite happy. Hopefully, Scotland. But I think Scotland need to beat Czech Republic. Uh, I think maybe point against Croatia is possible. Whatever the England game, if we get anything for that, be a bonus since then it's at Wembley. But I think you need to beat Czech Republic and hope that we end up being one of the better third place teams, I think, because, you know, looking at the, the Croatia team, even though they're not as good as they used to be, the teams up here in Scotland who some of the Scottish players play for cannot deal with Borna Barisic, who's one of the worst, probably, Croatia players in the starts <laughs> for them. Like, they can't deal with him. Like, they he they cannot deal with him. So, like, Phil O'Donnell, right back for Scotland, be the one who's getting directly up against Borna Barisic. Like, the Rangers played... Uh, Motherwell last weekend and he, he just couldn't deal well. Like could not deal well. So I think game against Chip probably like, get three points and then hope for a squeaky third place into the last sixteen. Yeah. And what about you as a from an England perspective, you like obviously Scott and England fixture comes in, but I'm assuming you don't see them much of a threat 
uh, in the Euros, and do you think they have any chance of you know getting a maybe getting a cheeky draw against England or making out the group stages? Uh, I'd say they've got a chance. I think you just you think you nailed it there. I mean, you know, realistically, it's a win. It's a win you need, and you know a, a point maybe it's, it's possible. I think they're a difficult team to beat. They're always going to be set up to be difficult. You know, so it's going to be um, it's going to be relatively tough for England. Uh, to be honest with you, probably. Oh, you never know. You never know. Wouldn't put it past England to to bottle it. We could do have another another fiasco in the Euros again. So we'll we'll see. But I think yeah, the win's got to come against somebody other than England. If you're having if you're relying on beating England in Wembley, you're gonna you're gonna be in a bit of trouble. Yeah, I mean, really well, but so I mean, Scotland playing this five two five two one two kind of formation five three two I think <laughs> during the qualifiers, and uh, I won't lie to you, it wasn't it wasn't the prettiest football I've ever seen, but the uh, that's what you're gonna have to do I guess when your two best players are left backs. Um, <laughs> what what do you think that Scotland's best way forward? Because obviously they played Lyndon Dykes up front, and he was incredible. And when they played him and the, that donkey McBurney up front with him, it was genuinely the worst game I've ever watched in my life. And they, they uh, it was awful, Mark. And then <laughs> they, I think he put, was it Fraser just off him? And we got a bit of pace in behind as well as uh, Lyndon Dice who could hold it up and do a job. Do you think he's going to go over something like that? Do you think Griffiths, if he's backed anywhere near what he was, gets a look in? Like, what's, what do you think? Nah, I think you need to stick with what, what Dykes of players playing off him because that seemed to be the most sort of dangerous. I mean, London Dykes wins every single ball in the air. Like I've never seen a player that can win a ball in the air like that. And is like for some of the games, especially with McBurney, he just had nobody nobody around him. So he was winning all these knockdowns in like dangerous areas and there was just nobody there to get the second ball. Um so and with with the likes of like Robertson and Tierney getting down the wings and getting the ball into the box as well. It, uh, yeah, definitely Dykes. Dykes in there. He's he's been he's been really good. Dykes, it's, it's, you laughed at Griffiths, is that because he's just not nowhere near the same guy anymore? You just wouldn't play him, Mark. He's uh, you know I've got multiple issues with Lee Lee the Thumb Griffiths, but he's um, <laughs> apart from he's uh, beating the fellow professionals with racial terms things like that. But his, uh, the the main issue he's got with him is that if if you can't get yourself fit for Celtic like in their ten of a row season. What 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 chance you got? Like as speaking as an objective, if you can't get yourself up as that supposed big Celtic player for that, then what chance you got? And see, Brent, see, I completely agree with the London Dykes thing, but see if we as Scotland are relying on Ryan Fraser, Ryan Sicknote Fraser, I might add, eh, on for the Euros, it's like oh, it's not good. Eh? He's loves loves a call off, does Ryan Fraser. Yeah, but who would you have instead? Right? I mean, no, no, no. I, that... I, no, I completely agree, but it's just not. Like, I, I like him, but he's he's not exactly one that we can rely on to be fit or arsed to play. Yeah, got Chris... Go on. You've got Christie there. If he's injured, you saw Christie. He's he can do the job. And again, oh, I know he's a Celtic player. So you don't like him. No, but... no, no, no. I do like Christie. <laughs> no, no, I do like Christie. Yeah. He's another one. He's like Havertz for Chelsea. I like him. But he takes literally a million shots a game, but. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think that's a bad thing, but yeah, yeah, but he, he was missing. <laughs> he, see, even in that game, right? See if he can do that every game, like go missing for the whole game, then score a really good goal, fine. But he, he just goes missing a bit. But then who else have we got really? Like yeah, <laughs> saying as if we've got a multitude of players. To, the like, thing uh, I know we joked about it, but I just didn't understand that the, you can defend McBurney if you want, but McBurney and. Dykes together was fine if you play like McBurney a four two or something. Yeah, but we didn't play four four two. We had no width. Yeah. And you had two guys. I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm clinging on to it, but he what was that? Shit, isn't <laughs> <laughs> you messaged the chat, uh, the group chat we've got, and he was like, "Oh, guys, McBurney's been world class." And then Scotland lost her British. Like, well, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said world class. <laughs> uh, I'm definitely not on the Ollie McBurney hype. I'll, uh, I'll, say, I'll, say, I'll say that. I don't think many people are. He's 20 million for him. He, he can't be that bad. He's better than bloody Ollie Mc, uh, Ollie <laughs> Burke. I hate him. Ollie Burke. He, 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 he is like, oh, runs yeah. in a straight line. You need to set him off in the direct. He's like, <laughs> see that scene I watched it at the weekend. I don't know if he's caught on the 
on the t- TV, boys. But Forrest Gump, classic film, <laughs> was on the TV on Sunday night. And see the scene in that where he's just, they get him and he's running American football and they just point the direction he needs to go with the ball. That's Ollie McBurney. Like, that's all he does. <laughs> Ollie McBurney. Just... <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Ollie, Ollie McBurney would run the wrong way, no doubt. But... I can't even say that. <laughs> Yeah, Ollie, sorry, Ollie, Ollie, Ollie Burke. Ollie Burke, so, uh, what Chris was pointing out earlier, Billy, we, we were in Malta four years ago, and Ollie Burke had just come through, like, uh, I think he just got signed by Leipzig. And, oh, good agent, he's got it. Yeah, all the Scotland <laughs> fans that were just like, oh, this guy's the Scottish bale, he's going to be incredible. <laughs> he's got the pace, he's got the physicality, he's just got it all. And then that's, you watch no, that's all, untrue. I mean, it, he's, <laughs> those, those statements are not untrue. He has got the pace, he's got the physique. He, he does fuck all else to go with it. But. <laughs> uh, so, all right, Mark, so give me, give me, a, give me your prediction for the Euros, mate. Three games: um, uh, Croatia win or loss or draw. I'll go optimistic. Croatia will squeak a nil nil. Borna's uh, not going to play. Borna will be injured, and England. Steve O'Donnell will be all right. Um, England 1-0 went to Scotland <laughs> <laughs> your man Lee Griffiths to come on for the last three minutes and, like and then Czech, Czech Republic uh, I'll go for a 1-1 a, a draw with the, the valiant Czechs so that, the, take, take them both through Czech Republic is good winner, Scotland is second England is <laughs> good home <laughs> wow nice I, I love that delusionality has not gone at all from us uh, uh, what about you, Ed? I had a more realistic point of view. What do you think, Scotland? You're going to start off with the, the Croatia game. No, he's nailed it. He's nailed it. 100%. <laughs> no, I'd say... I'd, 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 to be honest, I think it's a, maybe a draw in there and a, a couple of losses. Croatia, I just can't see. I can't see it. I can't see it. I think it's going to be two losses and a draw, maybe. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see them win, but it could be, could be most... nil point. Yeah, the most the most Scotland thing ever would be winning two one in the last game and then losing, uh, like drawing the game that knocks us out or something stupid like that in the ninety third minute. Yeah, you do do the hard part, beat England and then lose the next two and get knocked out. That's yeah, the those lines. last two, and that go out on goal difference. That would thing you'd love to see. <laughs> or a co- yeah, a coin toss or something like that. <laughs> Uh, equal goal difference, equal equal everything. So, ah, sorry. Oh, wow. I do th- I do think that we're going to struggle to score goals though. Like the way we set up and the players we've got, I I just don't think we've got. I love I love London Dykes and he, he wins everything in the air, but as soon as the ball gets to his feet, he's pretty average to bad. Um, I yeah, that's the biggest worry for me is I don't know where the goals are going to come from, and it's not like we can change yeah. it up edge. Like, I, when was the last time we scored more than one in a game? Like genuinely. It's been a long time. Have we have we seen that in a lifetime? Did not score more than one when they played that Czech under twenty one team because they all had. Oh yeah, 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 okay. Well, when <laughs> they all does that count against, really? Full, full strength team. <laughs> yeah, scored against Mola. I remember that. Oh yeah, five five. What was it? Was Do you team. remember that though? Do yeah, you remember that? You were there, man. Vaguely, I was there. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Well, I actually remember what happened. Then maybe not, but. I was definitely there couple, for it. Did they get a couple of goals against Kazakhstan, or was that just all? No, no, they got They got three against us. Yeah, they beat us still in a start. Uh, I, I couldn't so remember much. if it was four-one or not. Yeah. Um, that was the last things you love to see. <laughs> <laughs> well, Graham Shinny left back. <laughs> good, good little chat about initial chat. And I'm sure we'll talk about it more when we get closer. As We'll probably hype ourselves up and then get absolutely pumped by every team and go home with no points and minus 24 goal difference. Um, but uh, that's time to move on, and I think it's time for the debate section. So anyone who's listened before the debate section is just one of our guests has a topic that they defend for about a couple of minutes, and then we all just rattle into them for a couple, like five, ten minutes to have a little argument. Um, and yeah, that's about it. So I think, Chris, you're going to start us off today. So the topic of choice is... Should Arsenal fire Mikel Arteta? So for context, uh, Arsenal has started quite poorly, uh, to say the least. I think they're 15 in the league, 14 points from 14 games, four points about the relegation zone, not exactly where Arsenal should be. I think they've scored like 11 goals all season, and their goal of the month, one of the months, was actually a penalty. So uh, 
the floor is yours, mate. Couple of minutes on you. Oh, I've been dreading doing this because the Arsenal are not making this easy for me. But what I will say is, and I, I'm a realist, I understand that uh, football is a result business and obviously things haven't been going uh, the way you want want them to go. But Sack the, the same argument over. <laughs> The same things have happened under th- the last three managers, four if you want to count uh, Lundberg's uh, wee stint in charge. And so I'm sort of like, what, at what stage do you sort of not blame the manager? I think maybe it's a issue with the players and the board. Uh, Wenger has not came out and said that. Arteta obviously won't say it because he's still the manager there. And Unai Emery spent his whole time, he didn't have a clue what was going on at Arsenal. Um, but uh, Freddie Lundberg did an interview not that long ago talking about the, the problems with the players and how... There's a core group of players that have been there since the Wenger days, and they all have the same sort of bad traits that when things aren't going their way, their heads drop, they stop trying, they blame other people. And even just watching the game last night, as soon as we conceded the first goal, Mustafi straight away, hands up in the air, blaming all the players around him, and arguably he was partly at fault for the goal. So I'm sort of thinking, is, is changing Arteta really going to make that much a difference at this stage? Because we, what we've seen last season, yes, maybe in the short term, it'll get you a wee boost in performance. Because obviously when Arteta, Emery went out, Arteta came in charge, won 16 of his 25 games, only lost four, and he came away with the FA Cup. But for me, what difference in the long term will get, well, changing the manager? Because um, for me, the problems at Arsenal are a lot deeper than just the manager. Um, we've had so many changes to the the uh, sort of board in the last few years, and essentially the squad's been put together by four different managers and a, a mismatch of um, uh, sort of like directors. I don't know what their, what other job titles are. They keep making them up as they go along. Um, so I would like to keep Arteta because I feel like if he's given time, he'll be able to put a squad that he believes. Um, will be good but getting players that will fit into his formation um, and this summer is probably going to be the most important in Arsenal's recent history because a lot of the players sort of core players that I've been talking about um, are out of contract which will free up a lot of space in the wage budget um, so that um, we can bring in players that will fit into the, uh, the sort of team that Arteta wants to have so that's my argument of why I think we should keep, keep Arteta uh- yeah, I, I, I don't want to take a go at first, or shall I take the hit? Here we, here we go. So many things that, as uh, much as I like Arsenal, I don't agree with. Go on, go on, Mark. You can have the first thing. No, just, just, I'd, I'd see, I'd, it would st- stretch the comments of an Arsenal fan these days, but <laughs> uh, it's so, for, I, I've liked Arsenal for the last 20 ish years, right? And for the last, every year since, I'd say, 2008 maybe six, something like that, it has been the biggest transfer window in Arsenal's history. <laughs> Every year this gets dragged out. Like, see if, like, do you know what I was literally saying that Sunday days, like, see uh, Pepe for, what, 72 million? 72, like, yeah. And they're saying, oh, well, it was Gregor again, he was saying, oh, well, like, he, what, what were they thinking? It's like, well, lots of teams in Europe looked at him, then they went, oh, 70 million, nah, you're all right, he's not that good. Arsenal went, 70 million, can we pay you in installments? Yes, please, we'll take him. <laughs> That's therein lies the problem, Arsenal. Just the players aren't good enough. And I sort of agree that the changing manager, I don't know how much it'll do, because uh, Emery looks all right in a way. Like, can we get him back? Yeah, so like that, So one thing, so I'll, I'll go ahead. I kind of agree with like you like in the sense that you can't just keep changing managers, because that's not like a solution. But my biggest issue with Arteta is it was not the case of uh, uh, their 15 to your sack him. It's more, it's deeper in the sense that what credentials does he have? Like Arsenal is a massive job, Chris. You've said it off air so many times to me. It's such a big job. You need to clear out. You're going to get new players in, blah, blah, blah. But like, that's a job. That's a tough job for like an experienced manager. Not a guy who's literally been sat, like putting the cones down for Pep for the past two years. And then, <laughs> He's got into Arsenal and he's got all these players that are essentially pricks, right? And you've got a massive wage bill, got nobody to spend the transfer window. Like, what makes you think that this guy who's got zero experience behind him has the tools necessary to try and turn this club around? 
that other managers before him, so like Unai Emery, for instance, like you can say what you want about him, but at least he's got a history of pedigree in a sense that he's won multiple trophies with Sevilla, won three Europa Leagues in a row. He went to PSG, okay, he didn't win the Champions League, and winning the winning the French League with PSG isn't that impressive. I think all of us could do that. But mm. you got he come to Arsenal and he was really good. I think that you guys went like 22 unbeaten to start with, and as you said, that the players tried being pricks and stuff. But even the the biggest thing I have is everyone goes, oh, see what Arteta did when he first came in. Like, we became so much better defensively. We did this and that. But, like, you didn't become that much better defensively. You just got slightly... You were just a bit more lucky. I think, yeah. Like, um, my favourite stat that I found while I was doing research is expected goal. That is an unbelievable oh, stat. Oh, easy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. I absolutely it, love that. Uh, the expected goals conceded for Arsenal were... So they were, they were expected to concede seven more goals than they did against Arteta. So on average, they would have conceded more goals than they did against Emery last season when they were under him. So defensively, they didn't get that much better. Well, they didn't get better at all, even though like clean sheets and stuff went up. And you watch Arsenal now, and I watched them a few times. I just, like again, I'm spitting a lot of shit here. Bruno, you can reply to all in a one What is the identity under, under Arteta? Like you've mentioned in a previous argument, you've gone, oh, like, look how long it took Klopp, look how long it took Pep, and all that kind of stuff, and that's very valid points. But all those guys had a system in play, all of them had like a way they want to play, and you could see it, like visibly see it, they didn't have the players yet, but you could visibly see the way they wanted to play. Like Klopp came in with this high-pressing stuff, and it didn't work straight away, because his defenders were horrendous, so they kept getting counter-attacked. Um, Pep had this way where he had the fullbacks tucking in to play CDM, but he had Bakary Sanya, who was crap. Um, but you could see what they were trying to do. Even with, like, Jose, for instance, he's coming to Spurs, and, yeah, they're an absolute eyesore to watch, but that's how he plays. Like, he just makes them defend deep and play on the counter-attack. You watch Arsenal, and they play this stupid 3-4-3 formation, and all I can see is just sideways passing, going up the wings, and crossing it into a 5'10 Lacazette. Or, and you've had Aubameyang playing left wing-back, who was, what, the golden boot winner last year. Like, what, what is going on is what my point is. And yeah, that's a lot of crap I've just said. So you can respond to that in installments. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a lot. Uh, I mean, I you, dead... you, who who would you get in, in now if you're a soccer title jazz? Who would you say you should get? That like obviously I have no idea who's available and stuff, but you, I think you need an experienced manager to deal with this stuff. I don't think Arteta. I think Arteta needs to be. And he needs to have a smaller job before he comes up to the big leagues. He's literally gone from being an assistant to what should be a top six club and one of the biggest clubs in England while they're at their worst point. Like, even what? if Arsene Wenger with all his pedigree came in just now in his prime, it would take him a few years to sort this club around. Like, it's not going to be... And I just don't uh, know no. what makes you think that Arteta can do it when he's just had no history. He's had no experience of dealing with anything like this. I'll let Bruno respond to what you yeah. asked before, but I'll tell you, I'll give you a, a name after at the end of it. I'll let, let the listeners chew over. No, 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 no. <laughs> unless, unless Stevie does in, not deliver 55, the then you can take Stevie. But <laughs> I, I will give you a link name to Stevie after Bruno responds. Yeah. To, it pains me to say who I, I would... I've been thinking about this today, who I would replace Mikel with. But sorry, Bruno, then you go. In terms of what I think Arteta's identity is, he clearly he wants to play the four three three. That's the formation he's always said he wants to play it with. But at the moment, the three in the middle, we don't really have anyone that can play there. We're sort of using El Nene, who is terrible. We're using Ceballos, who I'm not gonna lie, I used to really like him, but he just is not very good. Jaka has zero mobility, and yeah, there's not why really not, other options outside of that. Why not chuck Joe Willikin? Hmm. Again, that's a, that's another problem with Just Arsenal over the last give few him, years. Give they, them a run of games, not one. Yeah, but they, they need to that they need to. But that's one of the other issues that Arsenal have had in the last few years. They've they've got this like group of young players who essentially became way too good for the under twenty threes, and they've promoted them to the first team, but they've given them absolutely no chance. So they've pretty much just sat on the bench or they've trained with the first team, but they've not been in the actual squad. Instead of like they've tried to send a few of them out alone, but I mean. And Keita went to Leeds, barely got a game, they brought him back, and now he's like a bit part player for Arsenal. He comes on sometimes, but never really gets a proper run in the game in the team. So yeah, that's just I don't really understand that. But in terms of Arteta, I don't know. the The board clearly believe in what he's trying to do. I personally think they should just give him time. He's only been in charge of Arsenal for just over a year. COVID has pretty much sort of written off the most of last year. 
for me anyway. I'm sort of whatever he done last year, apart from the FA Cup, I'm counting that because he won a trophy and like <laughs> I like having that. But I, I sort of not really counting that. And I mean, this has been a very very bad start of the season. But for me, you need to give a manager time. Six months is not long enough to completely change like the mentality of a club, change the way the players play. I just I think he needs more time. Uh, so Mark, personally. Give me this name. Who's who's this guy who's going to save Arsenal and make them Champions League winners? Uh, Jazim, it hurts me to say this, but two words, four syllables. Brendan Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> he would save Arsenal. Like As much as I, I don't like the man, as I like the abandoned Celtic in the midst of one of the big seasons, that's funny as anything. But he, he's done well at Leicester. Like, he was unlucky. Come second at Liverpool with basically Suarez, Gerrard, plus a squad. Like, he didn't have much else there. Like, he's done well at Leicester. He's brought them as much as they bottled it. But last season, at the moment, as an Arsenal sort of person, would you not love to have top four for most of the season and then bottle it into fifth? Sounds a lot better than 15th. Yeah. I mean, Ed, where do you stand on all this? Like, Arsenal, I've not really had much of your... I know you hate Ozil to start with, which is quite funny. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't want to go into Ozil because of the, <laughs> the political uh, implications about all that stuff. But uh, I, I think I think Arteta... I think he's got it. I think he's. Oh, I think he's going to be a, a top quality manager. Um, and all the things you said are right. You know, he, he needs to be given time. And the fundamental problem with Arsenal is it's, it's the same old players letting them down in the in the big games. It's the same old. It's it's Xhaka getting sent off. It's the same guys every oh, yeah. time. And it. But you know, there's a line, and you're fifteenth in the Premier League. You're four points off the relegation zone, and. You know, there's there's not many places of work where you, you that that would be deemed acceptable, particularly for a club like Arsenal. Uh, you're four points away from the relegation, and you can't risk getting relegated just to give a manager time. You know, at the end of the day, you saw it with um, with Leicester. You know, you win the Premier League, and oh, you think you're untouchable, but you, you're going down. You're, you're in a free fall. You had to sack the manager, and you had to make a change. And you know, it gets to the point. Oh, they got Chelsea on Boxing Day. I think if they lose that game, he's 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 he's, he's got to be he's got to be gone. I mean, you can't. They're not going to go down though. They won't they, go down. No, no, probably, no. probably they won't. They, they won't. Probably yeah, won't. but I mean, I mean, Mark, everyone said about Leeds, right? They were the Champions League, and but, nah, you know, but it's yeah, yeah, okay, okay. But Arsenal will go down. Look but, at the way Matt, they're playing. Look at the look at the attitude of the players. If they, you know, and all the reports coming out, he's lost the dressing room. Once you lose the dressing room, you can't. There's no going back. And you know, yeah, if if that is true, then there's there's there can be no other decision. But he's he's got to go because you you can't right the ship in that situation. He's for whatever reason he's he's lost those kind of core players and and you know he's got to go. Well, uh, uh, brilliant. If I, you've made a case of you that why he shouldn't get sacked, right? Do you think he will get sacked? That's a different question. I think I think that, as he's he's admitted that I think the next three games are the key. I can't remember the exact We play Chelsea on Boxing Day. I'm not 100 percent sure it is after that, but he, if, if he he's Brighton and someone else down the bottom end. If he doesn't get at least six points out of those three games, I don't think it, it's much that it pains me to say. I don't think he can survive that. He needs the six points. So if you actually look at the Premier League table, like are we yeah. are we three three four wins in a row? That put that would put us back right up, back up yeah. into the top the top half easily with yeah. the way that things are going. But uh, yeah, we needs to. I think we need at least six points for the next few games, or else I can't really. I'd probably struggle to even defend them then. And would you like? You've obviously had a like. You love taking shots at Pochettino. I mean, like you built something at Tottenham and they won nothing. Blah blah blah. blah. But would you take him at Arsenal? You've seen what he's done at Southampton, what he did at Tottenham. He turned them into playing nice football, and both were like without winning stuff, but they were both successful in a way with points and stuff. Would you take someone like that or Rogers at Arsenal as the guy to replace Arteta or is there anyone else that's out there you think could be a good fit for them to try and sort this mess out if Arteta does get sacked, let's say, the next two weeks? I mean, if he went, I wouldn't be against either of those two, but how much difference these two would make as things are, I don't not know. As I said, the main problem for me is the board. The board are clueless. Like, there's an owner who does not care. He does not give. He doesn't. Even, he probably couldn't even tell you where we were in the league right now. Like, he takes zero interest in the team. Um, his, his son talks a good game and is supposedly and sort of knows a bit more, but I'm yet to see proof of that. And it's the same with it. Like Edu, 
I just I, I don't really know what he does. He's just uh, that the board just annoys me. I, I, I could <laughs> say a lot of bad words about them, but yeah, I just it just uh, I don't really. They, they talk a good game. They t- they say all the right things. I remember I can't. There was there was the three of them. I think it was a couple of years ago. Sort of laid out how they were going to take Arsenal forward and what they were saying sounded perfect. They sounded like this was this was us on the way on the way up. We'd be challenging challenging at the top, and they have pretty much done the exact opposite of what they said. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. I don't I don't know how much a different like changing the manager for me wouldn't change anything until the board's changed sort of thing. I think you I just think spend was... money on defenders. That's I what I need to do. Like you just think... need to start spending money instead of buying seventy million on a <laughs> dodgy winger. Get the bloody centre back. Like Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney is going to go on and go to somewhere better than Arsenal. Best player yeah. the defender's going to leave because he doesn't deserve to be playing at like utter well, shambles. The problem that we've had recently is we give too much money to our old players who don't really have a future at the club. Like William on three year deal on whatever wages he's on is stupid. I, at the time, fair enough, I thought it was a good deal, but he's. <laughs> you see the tweet today about awful. Uh, we're going to be getting Diego Costa on a four year contract, <laughs> 400 grand a week. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't surprise me. But that's, that's, that was the problem with the transfer window there. We couldn't bring any more in because of the, the amount of uh, foreign the players boss. that we had. So we've, we've got that. We have. We've had to leave obviously Socrates and Ozil out of the squad, who are on probably combined about five hundred grand a week because we don't have enough spaces yeah, in the I squad because Socrates of Socrates had left. Like until nope. how you <laughs> mentioned that the other day, I had to look if I thought he'd left. <laughs> no, him and Ozil are just loving life, getting paid to, play, to do absolutely nothing. Ozil was just getting paid to play Fortnite. That's yeah, and play with dogs. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's, a, that's a debate for a different day because he's like it's obviously political, not on as has been said on face value that it's because of his like ability to play. It's not his ability. It's just political reasons he's not in the squad. Um, on another note, do you think he will get re-added to the squad in Any chance? No. No. I don't, I don't think he will. I, I know you don't want to talk about the, like, not talk about the political side of it. I, I don't think it's anything to do with it. I think he just can't be bothered. Like, like, Because even before any of whatever might or might not have happened that he might or might not have said... He wasn't getting the squads with old managers because they thought he couldn't be arsed in training. Like, it's, I, I, I think there's more. He played, a lot, he played quite a lot for uh, Arteta then the last but, season. Yeah, yeah, like he started playing for Arteta and then just. Well, like, Per Mertesacker uh, came out and said that he was training fine and tra- he was playing well in training, putting an effort and stuff like that. So I don't know. Yes, if your face doesn't fit, like, I don't. I, I genuinely don't think he'll be in the. But I don't think they'll add him to the squad. Well, I seen he looked the other day. He's odd. He's odds on to go to Fenerbahce. Yeah, and, I've seen that. Uh, so wow, we've been strongly linked with uh, Christian Eriksen, which I, I'm not sure how I feel about. She's been awful. Yeah, 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 well, I'd take him. I'd definitely yeah, take I think him. He's good. I'm not sure right, about we'll, we'll, we'll go around, we'll go around the room. Is. Right, where do you think Arsenal's going to finish? Ed, first up from you. I think they'll stabilise the ship with Arteta or without him, and then probably finish about ninth, maybe, maybe, maybe go on a wee run towards the end of the season, make make it feel a bit better, maybe eighth. But I can't see much better than that. Mark, uh, to the words out of my mouth, uh, I was going to say about eighth, probably eighth. When you said top four at the start of the year, mate, you still feel that? <laughs> nah, number one. Ninth was the number I had in my head. I think of it. Ninth, yeah. At the start of the year, Chris Browning quoted Arsenal finished fourth, and Aubameyang is the best striker in the Premier League. Harry Kane is a selfish player, and it's not even top five. How I mean, that that sel- selfish <laughs> players probably not not that true. I know he's got a lot of assists, but he's still selfish. It's just shots that happen of somebody else. Uh, and it was goal. And he's trying to kill all the opposition players by. That's yeah, 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 definitely. The back <laughs> then, you learned that from Henrik Larson, but uh, another, 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 another day. Another day. Um, okay, well, that was a good little initial debate session. And uh, let's let's go on to the other one now. With uh, Mark, you've got a couple of minutes, mate, to tell us why, according to you, why the Scottish League is not that far off the Premier League in quality, and there's more passion in the Scottish League. Go on, mate. Uh, we've had the starter from Brynmouth, Mickey Mouse, Mikel Arteta, former Rangers man, might have you before he went to Spain and to Arsenal. But 
just uh, it's just the fr- it's not even that I think it's it's as good. I I'll just start off by saying that that I do think that the Scottish league is worse than English league. I'm not arguing that. I'm not here to argue that. But like I've tried to make the point with Jazz before, right? So see, if I've got a million pounds to spend on a car, and I give Jazz a hundred pounds to spend on a car, and I beat him in a race with this car that I've made or bought or whatever for a million quid, but only just. I've still, relatively speaking, failed. I might have won the race, but I've failed. And that's the only difference between the English League and the Scottish League is money. Like, uh, see, even before we talk about the quality of it, right, I just hate the plasticness of the English League. Like, not not with Ed's team, not Portsmouth. I, I like Portsmouth. I like lower league English, like, so much more. Even Championship and below, I like. But just see when you look at it, right, so see, uh, have you heard of any of got on Twitter the limbs page like limbs at football do you know what, we're ta- what i'm talking about no no it's like Absolutely. people going mental on for football games right and that is all scottish games like the what the best ones the anfield a uh, one when hearts scored against liverpool at anfield and just scottish fans scottish game makes it so much better like you don't see anybody on their phones when you go and watch the Scotland game. It's all everybody watching, like children swearing at players, giving them the fingers, throwing shit. Like that's what you want. You want passion, violence. Is is that what you want? <laughs> yes, I think that's what you want in sport and football. Absolutely, like it's a working class game. Like stick to your hockey, stick to your cricket, stick to your F one if you want nice niceness. Like it is a working class game where we want blood, thunder. And just see, even without all of that, right, look at the quality of the players. So you're looking at the perceived, I, I don't actually agree with it, but best left back in the world, Andy Robertson, started at Queen's Park, what, seven or eight years ago. He, he was at Queen's Park, went to Dundee United, as much as he shit himself in the Scottish Cup final before he went down south. Still top player, Virgil van Dijk, the best centre back in the world, came through Celtic, I think, could have went from Celtic straight to Liverpool, but because English teams don't trust the quality of the Scotland teams, Southampton made an absolute killing on it. Can't remember exactly. I think about fifteen million they maybe paid for them. Don't even know if it's as much as that. Sold them for what? How much did they sell them for? Seventy million or something like that. Uh, absolute yeah. madness. Um, you you'll struggle to find players that go from Scotland to England and do badly. Like Kieran Tierney, Arsenal's best player this season, arguably his best player when he was fit last season, straight from Celtic. Like, there's infinitely many examples. Um, and another one, just the last one I'd say, would be as much as I'll accept that you can't compare directly over, like, a one or two games, like, for example, European tie, to say that, for example, Rangers done this against Benfica, so Benfica drew with whoever, therefore they would finish whatever 10th in the Premier League. <laughs> Not arguing that, I'm not saying that, but it's a decent comparison. It's as close as you can get. And I think it will be so interesting to see how Arsenal do against this Benfica team that Rangers should have beaten twice this season, but disappointingly ended up drawing. I think it will be really interesting. And were Arsenal to get Rangers in the next round of Europe, say they were both to get through, I would say right now I would be very confident that Rangers would beat Arsenal. That was all I had to say with that. Okay, well, I'll I'll take the first first blow at this, boys. Um, uh, so the the thing you say about Robertson and all that kind of stuff and how they the best in the world now they came from Scotland and I mean you could argue that it wasn't because when they were playing at Scotland that made them to be what they are. I mean if you make it that argument, then Lewandowski came from the Polish league, so is the Polish league fucking class as well because uh, he's like the best striker in the world. Um, it's literally the same thing. It's he went to Robertson went to Hull. Hull got relegated. And then he went to Liverpool and he's become, he's getting coached by one of the best coaches in the well, world. And he is incredible, don't get me wrong. He was really good before as well. Um, and you say there's numerous cases, but there's really not. There's Tierney, Robertson, and what, Ollie McBurney played for Sheffield United at the bottom of the league. Like, what, like, and, no, and Jenny, no, no, there's so many more. Like, like there's, what, it, what, there's, there's so Who's many more. Top level in the English league right now. Who was playing for Scotland in the Scottish well, league? Well, not well. I'm not. I've got multiple. Well, for example, right, ones that have done well in recent history. Victor Wanyama done very well. Was starter for Spurs for X number uh-huh. of years. Celtic. Uh, Art Brunman for you. Arsenal. Giovanni Brand, uh, Van Bronckhorst. World Cup 
finalist went from Rangers to Arsenal. We're going back already, man. Yeah. No, no, yeah, no, no. no, no. <laughs> uh, so if you want now, Stuart Armstrong starting for Southampton team doing very well at the moment. He's um, yes, he is. He starts most weeks. Starts quite a lot. Not every single week, but he's he starts a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's well, Southampton are doing well at the moment. They're doing all right, but well, my point is like uh, if you go the other way around, like the the best example I let show is like the difference in level and why but I personally think that Scottish teams are like uh, Mars going to kick off with this but if Rangers Celtic were in the Premier League I think they'd go instantly to go straight down with the current squads and the reason why I think that is first to like look at what happened with so Scott Sinclair went to yeah but, no, but see before you said that like, Scott Sinclair than that how about the ones that don't work for example Joey Barton came up done awful Andy King Came up, done awful. I mean, they're all rancid players. And they were all at the end of their careers. They were all at the end of their careers. Scott Sinclair's <laughs> But then, yeah, so but do you know the one that I don't accept for that, though? See what you're saying that, right? The one that the Benfica one. You are not telling me that West Brom, Fulham, Sheffield United are better than Rangers. I will not yeah. take that. Like, that doesn't make sense. Well, they're I, even player for player. West Brom, West Brom uh, you go by one or two games. And we've, like, chatted about this. You're going by two games against Benfica. And I can just show you Fulham, who are in the relegation zone, drew with Liverpool, who won the Premier League last year. Chelsea drew with West Brom. Like, what's your point in those two games? You can pick any couple of games and say... Yeah, but that, that's not that, any couple. That's like Rangers have only lost once this season. Like, they've went yeah, through... Rangers, like, I know it's a mini league, but then they played 14 games in Europe. Yeah, that was... I know, but I, I don't. I, the thing is, I, I know, I, I, I do, and that's what I'm saying. I start off by saying I don't like the the one game comparisons, right? I, I don't like that. Yeah, but, but it's not already. It's not one. It's two. But then you've already just you, you can't tell me that looking at the squads, right? You telling me that Fulham would not take Ryan Kent the second, would not take Morelos, would not take Roof. Like they absolutely would. They wouldn't. Even, well, they wouldn't take Tab. They wouldn't. Tab that. could go down and play at any team in England at the moment. I think. Like he, oh he's that type of player. Tav uh, could play any any club. I'll put it this way: you've already mentioned the money thing, right? If these guys are that good in January, half your team will be gone because it's worrying. Yeah, every you know, the only single, thing you've got at the moment is that they know that Rangers are a bigger up. team than a lot of them. That's again, it's even if you don't think they're better, the only teams I would say that are comparable in size in England to Rangers and Celtic are Man U, Liverpool. Arsenal and maybe Newcastle and everyone else is a smaller team in England. Like uh, Brendan Rodgers left a so-called bigger team to go to Leicester because yeah. it was a much better job because yeah, the yeah. Premier League are not in a dead Scottish league and so much more money. Yeah, no, no, I completely agree. I, I, I can see like, and at one point, if he keeps doing well, if he wins the league this year with Rangers, and I think if if see the one that I think will happen would be Gerard will go from Rangers. Excuse me. Excuse me. Um, from Rangers to Liverpool, unless he does badly at Rangers, like he'll go like that. When Klopp leaves, if he's like, do you think do you think Gerard would go anywhere in England from Rangers apart from Liverpool? Depends what the money is. Yeah, nah, because he's he's not fussy about money. He's got he's got. Plenty of money. Who's not fussy about money? Yeah. I think everyone is. Mate. Everyone is. Yeah, I know, but I, do you think that <laughs> now? Why did he not? Why did he not go? Because uh, he would get more money at West Brom, for example, than Rangers. Definitely. There's no one from a job. They, they West Brom would have rather had him surely than Sam Allardyce. I don't think so. I think Sam's if, got if you, pedigree in the Premier yeah, League. If, yeah, if you want to stay up, would you want Steven Gerrard, who's got nothing Messi's apart not from beating up some crappy Scottish players? Messi's not got, no, no, you can't say that. He's taking Rangers from being a laughing stock, finishing behind Aberdeen and getting knocked out by bloody progress of Luxembourg, to <laughs> being unbeaten in however many Champions League, eh, sorry, not Champions League, UEFA Europa League games. Like, we've lost, like, four games or something in Europe since he's been there. Like, he's got... He's closing in on being Rangers, if he's not already. I can't remember if he is or is about to be Rangers' most like uh, successful manager in Europe. Like, he's done really well. Like, we used to get, like... remember being that... Uh, I went to Amsterdam a few years ago, and uh, just before Gerard took over, I remember Rangers getting thumped one nothing, but thumped, you know, one of those games where you get thumped one yeah. nil by Celtic in a, a semi-final. I was watching that in Amsterdam in the pub and thinking, this is horrendous. Like, Graham Barty doing handstands and that. 
And now, like, we go and, like, we thump Celtic. Like, we went to Celtic Park and destroyed them last time. I mean, time. I mean you, Gerard has done well. Was that not their B team because they all had COVID? No, like, come on. No, 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 no. We had more players out than them if you wanted to look at the squads for that reason. Um, we had more players missing. I'm They've had... Sure. They had no. a lot of key players out there. No, we also had, we had a full team. We've had been missing, arguably, who would be your first, maybe second choice centre-back behind somebody. Katic, we were missing Roof, who's probably our best player this season. Um, we were missing Quirrell players as well, so... Right, well, I, 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 want to, I want to Sorry. see, Ed, what have you got, mate? What have you got on this topic? It's, well, it's, it's a two-part, two-part. I'll take you on for two parts. Uh, one part I agree with, one part I don't agree with. The, 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 what you're saying is, is is correct in terms of size of club. Um, you, you, they, yeah, they're they're probably top top five in the UK. Um, you know, top top ten if you're being harsh. But it all all boils down to money. You know, they haven't got they haven't got the resources. Um, what's their their wage bill? Something I remember something like six sixty million. It's 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 nothing compared to as high as that. Yeah, it's it's nothing compared to the the Premier League side. So, you know, you can't really compare. You know, apples and oranges like Formula One. If you put a guy in a in a Fiat Punto on the back of the grid and you were surprised he he, he was getting lapped, they're not going to be yeah. they're not going to be the same quality. But the size of the clubs there um, for sure. And I think if you put them in the Premier League. Yeah, maybe they would get relegated right now. Rangers at the moment, the way they're playing, they would be competitive. But you know, a lot of it's form related, and some of those guys, Kimar Roof, he's he's a championship player. You know, he's that's he, he, where his pedigree is, and, and League One championship, and he's you know he's gone in, and you know he's he's a good player. But he's, you know, is he is he is he is he Premier League? Uh, I don't I know. I think he would be. And see, I see one know. thing I would say, just I, I completely agree with uh, what you're saying. I think he, he's one that looks a step above. But see, like I would say now, if you put Rangers and Celtic into the Premier League now, the squads is, is, I think they'd survive. I don't think they'd do well, but I think they'd survive. I think you gave them three years, four years, they would they'd be, be challenging yeah. to the top. Not Maybe not league immediately, because... You know, it's like even now you give the big teams money, you still need an outside investment like Man City, for example, if you want to come from a Chelsea to come from nowhere to do really well. But I think given stability, they would easily, worst they would do would be end up being fifth, sixth. They, like, they're just too big not oh, to. Like, man, not come on, too big not to. No, after like years. after yeah, after like what you give them chuck money. So you're telling me, you're, whoa, 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 whoa. so you're telling me that in three years' time, the Celtic and Rangers teams, just now, as they are, with money from the Premier League for three years, whatever that is, will be above the the, the big six as it is already. They'll be in that. I'll say, in, in it. say in it. In it. Okay. The big six as they are already. So that's Arsenal, Man U, Man City, Spurs, Chelsea, Liverpool, and the resurgence of Leicester, as it is just now, and Everton, and all these teams. You think that Rangers in three years will go from beating up like St. Mirren to go into the top five of the Premier League? Yeah, but you, can, you, say that with, you can say that with anyone, though. You can say that with Chelsea, say, oh, they can go from losing to, I know this isn't the most recent one, but that one when they lost against Bradford, anyone can lose a one-off game. It, it doesn't no, mean I know, anything. I know, but my point but, is... But, like, but are you saying that you do you not think that as a, like, so, see right now, right? I just I'll take take what uh, I think Ed was saying about the money. Would would you take just now that what makes Rangers and Celtic an unattractive proposition for investment, like outside investment? The main issue, would you not agree, is that the league that they're in, like massive clubs, massive fan base, like like see for example, the one that always gets me is see remember when Arsenal and Chelsea played that Europa League final. And they could barely sell what three thousand, four thousand tickets each because it was in Azerbaijan. Listen, listen, listen. This is a fact, right? And I I don't care if you disagree. This is a fact. See if that had been Rangers or Celtic, those tickets would have been sold out. That's a fact. Like that was is an absolute stone cold fact. The tech, the fans would have found a way. Like if you're an investor and you're looking to make money and and invest in a big team and Rangers. Oh. Yeah, I don't know what happened there, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> he was on absolute full flow. And was, uh, <laughs> uh, um, but what you're saying is right, you know, 100% the, uh, they would have sold out. I mean, they're, they're a far bigger club than, than those bottom tier, tier teams in the Premier League. Much bigger club, and it is all financial, for sure. 
It is financial, but I just don't think it'll be three years. I just, I, I think maybe five, six, seven years down the line. That I think it's, I think Mark's heavily overestimating how. When, when did that, when, when did that cut off there? So uh, I had a good. You were a fool, rant about passion. No, I, I passionately, <laughs> passionately was talking there for a long time afterwards before I looked down at my Xbox info and realised the back, the light was off. But just, like, just the, the table point was that I, I think that they would have be such an attractive investment to people with a lot of money because of how much the fans go for it and that that I can't see them not doing well. But we could talk about that forever. I think literally, I. I <laughs> I want to. I want to. I do want to move on a little bit uh, from this, but Bryn, where did you stand this? Because I know you have like obviously like we're all like like from, we live in Scotland and stuff, and like you're sort of a Rangers fan as well. But you kind of are from my kind of point of view of it's a bit like I don't know, a bit optimistic for Mark to assume that they would just walk in and three years down the line would be challenging the cities and Uniteds and stuff. Yeah. Like... I really want to like the Scottish like football a lot more than I do, but I just don't find it. Like, I'm just not interested by it. I think like even like from proof from this like conversation we're having, apart from Rangers and Celtic, what is the point in the rest of the league? Like, just what is the point in Burnley? Burnley beat Arsenal. Like Burnley can go like. Uh, I look at what's the point in Arsenal. <laughs> okay, true. Okay, I agree with that. What is the point in Arsenal? Like Arsenal are terrible, but like realistically, like seeing the Premier League. Maybe not everyone can beat everyone, but the, the, even when you go and play like of Burnley, Burnley can beat teams, especially at home. In the Scottish League, do you think... Uh, yes, Ross County beat Celtic a few weeks ago. So Mark, 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 Mark. I'm going to tell you this, right, mate. When was the last time a non-old firm team won the league? Like, 80s or something. I know, but then... But, like, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't understand that as an argument, because then every week in Europe... In the last, in the last 15 years of the Scottish Premier League, a non-Old Firm team, do you know how far off, how many times they were within 10 points of top spot? Once. That was Aberdeen. Once, Aberdeen, yeah. But then, so, the, it, but then how, that just... How many times were they more than 20 points away from top spot? Quite a lot, but I, I, I just don't think that's what you need as being like... Like, but then that's like saying unless you're going to win, then there's no point in worrying about it. Like, you'd have a much better time supporting, like, I just think there's more to relate to in Scottish football than and I, see see something I should have said earlier on, right? So see when when was the last time that a big English game was billed to be a class game and it was awful? Like every single time. Like that man new derby that Manchester Derby a few weeks ago, my eyes were bleeding, man. Like that was that was horrendous. Yeah, every man new Liverpool the game was horrendous. Have been horrendous as well. You've had oh, the, that one nil, two nil, nil nil, one nil, one nil, nil. We don't we don't bill it as being like this is going to be a class game. This is going to have the best football. But whereas you've got like players like in that one, Aguero. Uh, I know he didn't play in that one, but Fernandez, De Bruyne, and they're still shit. You might as well have Ryan Jack and Buddy and Cham for the the standard it is. Like that that's a bit frustrates me. Not that Scottish football's so good, more that I think English football's overrated. Do you think that's, there's that's, a big problem in Scotland of people just want to grow up to support Celtic or Rangers no matter where yes. they live? Yeah, so, yeah. That's it's, that it's a systematic like societal problem though, because we've got if you look at like the way that, for example, where we are from, Livingston, a new town. It was only about from what I think sixties something like that. As Livingston was founded, might not even be as relative as that, and that was uh, new. But you've got people coming in from Edinburgh, Glasgow, coming to live in Livingston. They've already got their family affiliation with Hearts, Hibs, Rangers, Celtic, even other teams like Motherwell, Morton, like whatever. They come to Livingston, and it's hard to get people to start supporting a new team when they've already got what they've got. You might have. Some that like young ones, like I don't know what you were like, but when we were at school, we used to get given the the season, uh, the free tickets. We'll come come to school, yeah, yeah and that that would well. get some people to go. But then, when once you yeah have to pay for you know what families have to pay for lots of other things, and is is paying a hundred, two hundred quid for your kid to watch Livingston, like you said, on a plastic pitch, quite shit football. Is it worth it? Is it high up the list of priorities when you could watch Rangers <laughs> on the TV? I don't but, but, know. One of the biggest problems, eh? One of the things you're you're arguing about the passion being there. Uh, I'd actually argue that the, the the other than you remove Celtic and Rangers, I've I've been to Hearts, Hibs. I've never seen a 
worst atmosphere in in my life. Oh no, you been, can't have been to Pine Castle and see that like that. No, that's like, what the, in in my life I've never seen a worse atmosphere. I've been to Accrington Stanley, Torquay, everything, and in, in English football, like, <laughs> who, who did you football. see? Who, who did you see at Tyne Castle that was I bad? The, Ross County, they played. Uh, oh come on, that's like saying like. Uh, an Arsenal Burnley game like that. You could hear like you could hear a guy in the the opposite side eating a bag of crisps. It was it was shameful. Oh, I've no. never experienced anything like <laughs> that. that. that I mean, be you maybe hear him telling somebody to fuck off more likely. Honestly, but, <laughs> but it's it's not even at that tier. It's like you go down a level and and you go and watch Falkirk and then you go and watch you know Sterling Albion and you go and and there's no chanting. There's there's nothing. Like, why do they not? removing the top two why don't they not chant uh, uh, I must uh, say I, I don't agree with that with Hearts Hibs the top, the top flight I, I don't agree in my experience like Hearts and Hibs in particular has got a this like a very yeah, strong has it yeah no 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 no. like you've been to the Tynecastle multiple times been... it's been Diddy games and it's been like Tynecastle regularly gets said as being like like better atmosphere than anywhere else in Scotland, like including Ibrox and Silly Park. Like Tynecastle is regularly said to be because it's so tight that. into the pitch. Yeah, no, Tynecastle is one. If you're any of the ex pros, current pros talking about where they want to play in Scotland, it's Tynecastle because the fans are so close to the pitch. I, I will give you if it's been a Ross County Hearts game, yeah, that that might not invoke too much passion, but um, but like the point, just, I think that's, that's point is valid, though, right? It's like if he's going to watch like Portsmouth Bolton and that's got more passion. No, than... no, but I would say that the lower leagues in England, I would agree, is is quite like there's a lot of similarities I would say between especially League One, League Two, than is in Scotland. Like there's a lot of that sort of same sort of energy. I, I think from what I've seen, like I'm not being too much like being about following my lot of brothers of Swansea fans. So I've been see Swansea through the lower leagues in England and reminds me a lot of the, the Scottish football. I would say. But- yeah, well, well, I do agree with what you're saying about the, the Premier League is uh, the, the plastic oh, nature, everything is. It's I find it's I find it sickening. I can't watch. I, I just can't get involved with. Uh, you know, I watch it. And, um, you know, I see how teams are doing. But in terms of going to games, spending or ninety quid to go to Arsenal to 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 watch a lot of tourists, what you know, watch football. I just don't. I can't. I can't buy into that. Whereas at least Scottish football's got a real nature about it. You know, it's. It's uh, it's still kind of got that that feel to it, as opposed to the just the, the commercialism that yeah. is the Premier League and you know pay per view this and uh, charge you a fortune yeah. for that. It's just just a rip off. You know, I'd rather go and watch Sterling in a terrible game of football and, and get a bobble and a pie. Yeah. And, and, and for, for me, that's quid. what makes it. But if if you are into the pristine grass pitches and to be fair, better players, better players will not argue with that. Better players. Maybe not playing an awful lot better football, but definitely better players than Baron. That's fine. It's just for me personally. Nah. Give me, yeah, like, so, so Mark, Mark, Mark. If if Rangers and Celtic got into Premier League in three years down the line, they're doing this. Do you not think uh, they would become the exact same thing as yeah, well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of sectarian hate that I think they they struggle to get rid of up here, which would keep the that sort of going. But um, <laughs> not that I agree with that. Obviously, it is like it is grim, but like I I think. Uh, I do think well. That's you really become why a commercial thing as well. You get tourists. I think part of the reason that's and... why you, well, yeah, some of the things unfortunately I've heard around said around, in and around Ibrox and Celtic Park. I'm not sure the tourists would be too up for, but it's um, I'm not. I think that may actually you've maybe nailed it there, Jazz. Like part of the reason why it won't happen because the the. the you can try and dress it up whatever way you want, but like it's well known that Scotland, especially in the uh, West Coast, has a bit of a sectarian sort of problem ingrained in the football, and that's possibly partly why Sky and that wouldn't want to get involved with it any more than they are because it's just not not how they want their brand to be seen. And like to say, I joke about it, but you do see like children giving fingers to players and stuff like that in Scottish football that you just don't really see it in the Premier League. Like, I don't know, funny, but not for everyone, not for the family viewers. Brody, any takes on this uh, whole thing? Do you think the Jairs, Scottish football in general, anything you want to add to what's been said? I just... I don't know. I just wanted to get better. I, I loved this when I was younger. I loved it. It was brilliant. The, the, the sort of quality of players that the Scottish League managed to attract for sort of dodgy reasons. 
uh, back in like sort of the late nineties, early two thousands, it was it was good to watch, but just you just can't you can't watch it. Apart from Rangers and Celtic games, which are quite a lot, quite, quite interesting, right? Like <clears throat> Hearts and Hibs is probably what the second biggest derby in Scotland, and the amount yeah. of nil nils, boring nil nils. <laughs> no, they're not boring nil nils. They are not boring. Oh, babe, not, you've never you seen, seen the Manchester derby with an eyesore. That was an no, eyesore. No, no, you've not got a big Ostark uh, blasting in a, a thunder sea from the halfway line to get a draw in the end of the championship. I can't use the word I'd love to use to describe that, but a thunder <laughs> sea is the word I would use. <laughs> oh, Honestly, just, yeah. I love the Patriots a bit, but you're blitzed. Um, no, no. Um, <laughs> Ed, any final words? We need to wrap out. We've been chatting for it. Just now. Um, no, no, Ed, I'm just going to leave it there. <laughs> I'm done with this. Um, it it was yeah, interesting debate to be honest. Yeah, there's a lot of pros and cons and stuff for it. And uh, before we do go, I want to get your final take, Mark. Do you think Rangers are going to bottle it this year? Do you think this they've ended Celtic's reign? Um, I must say the I was getting very very last season vibes when we struggled past um. Whoever it was, who was it? We struggled past somebody uh, a few weeks. I uh, struggled past Dundee United, sorry, beat them 2 1, and then lost in the cup, which had echoes of the turn last season. But big result last week against Motherwell, and then massive three points again tonight against St Johnston to keep us 16 points clear. Assuming Celtic Rangers win their games, and then we go into the old firm the new year, win that 19 points clear. Bob's your uncle, 55 in the bag. Good night. Is it not one? Because you just been to a club recently. Nah, nah, 55. Uh, <laughs> is, is, I'm sure it's number one. Like, yeah, yeah, I know it's your show, but be quiet. If you want to believe UEFA like Celtic keep wanting to go to just now to debunk the Lincoln Red Imps quintuple treble that they actually won in the early 2000s, then you need to believe UEFA. We are the same club. <laughs> uh, okay, well, there you go. Was... That's that argument solved, by the way, for anyone in that argument. We are the same club because of that. <laughs> uh, well, I think no better way to end the show, I think, than that <laughs> lovely sentiment from, uh, from Mark Land. Just want to thank Ed, obviously, for joining me, and Chris and Mark. Cheers, boys. And uh, yeah, thank you. That is the end of the football podcast. And hope we're all celebrating with Mark when Rangers win their first title at the end of May. Uh, on the jazz. Cheers, boys. On the jazz. <laughs> Thank you years. for listening. And I think next week we are back to our NFL stuff with potentially a pro football focused analyst on with us, which will be quite exciting. Uh, thank you, guys. 